What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 431 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stolt, your host. Today is all about sugar cravings. We're talking about how to beat sugar cravings in the long term and also strategies to beat them in the short term. You need some kind of plan because sugar can certainly wreak havoc on your diet. So listen to today's show, get some strategies in your tool belt and beat sugar cravings once and for all. If you like today's episode, be sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to work with me, go to soulsfit.com slash contact. Reach out to me there. And the written version of this episode can be found at soulsfit.com slash blog. Thank you very much for listening. Let's get started. Guess what, guys? Sugar is not the reason for the obesity epidemic. It's probably not the reason that you gained weight. It's not a direct cause of body fat gain. It gets a lot of bad press, honestly. Sugar is really just a very, very simple carbohydrate. That being said, though, there are some correlations of sugar, and it's for other reasons, uh, you know, to body fat gain. And that's really because sugar is delicious and sweet things are very easy to overeat, right? Imagine a serving of, you know, let's say Skittles. It's very, very small amount to get in 80 grams of carbs all from sugar, right? It has nothing to do with the sugar itself in the candy. It's just that you're able to down 400 calories without even feeling full at all. You can go to the movies and easily, easily get a thousand calories just from snacks and candy and sodas and things like that. It uh, is maybe, in my opinion, a little bit addictive. The research is kind of inconclusive on that, but I think that it is a little bit addictive. The the su- the sweetness and kind of how it makes you feel afterwards and also the things associated with it, such as birthday parties, m- like the movies, snacking, things like that, it all kind of makes uh, for addictive properties. But even more with that is that sugar, foods that have sugar often have high calories in general from fat it's actually not the sugar itself it's the fat in the item so think ice cream milkshakes cake donuts whatever all of that ends up making the calories really really high right a donut might only have 20 grams of carbs in it so which isn't really an obscene amount of sugar but it also has 15 grams of fat in it or, or something like that so you're getting a lot of calories in a big donut just from the combination of the sugar and the fat. So when you pair all those together, it's pretty bad. They're hard to uh, not overeat. You kind of are addicted where you want to do it quite often. And it's really high calorie. It's a recipe for throwing off your diet. So we need some kind of battle plan, some kind of strategy to beat those cravings. They're going to come if you grew up with any type of sugar in your life, which you probably did, I hope because it's delicious. But there are some strategies you need. I have five of them today that I'm going to review with you guys and uh, keep today's episode a little short just to give you five actionable things you can do. A couple of these are going to be uh, long-term strategies, things you kind of need to work on over time. And there's some short-term things folded in there as well. Uh, So, Number one is the long-term strategy. This is the big one, the overarching one, which is retraining your sweet tooth. If you want to focus on fitness goals and beat these cravings once and for all, 
you need to retrain your sweet tooth. It can't be done overnight, but uh, this is a long process of fighting through cravings, having some discipline, honestly, and teaching yourself you don't need to act on them all the time. Uh, that's the big part. And then it's also a uh, kind of a way of, uh, I guess, giving your body the sweet thing, the nutrients it's wanting, but in a more nutrient-dense and healthy way. So um, I'll show you guys what that looks like. It, there's three ways, I guess, that we can break this point down into little sub points of what you can do. Fasting is a great method to retrain your sweet tooth because you are practicing discipline from food altogether. You'll definitely have some kind of sweet tooth sugar craving in that fast, but an occasional fast of 16, 24 hours, don't go crazy, but something like that will teach you to fight through these things and realize you have control over it. That's a big step for a lot of people. I know it was for me. Next, you kind of need to make desserts and treats more of a rare occurrence. I know people that will have them every single night. It needs to be more of a rare thing in your life. So just plan that, right? Don't don't plan on having ice cream every night. Don't plan on some kind of dessert after every dinner with your family. Only have it on Saturday nights or make it a special Friday night thing or something like that. Make it more of a rare thing and you'll end up craving less over time because you're just showing your body that it doesn't get it all the time. And then lastly, when you do get the cravings, even with these two things added in beforehand, give yourself nutrient-dense options. Uh, reach for that first. Fruits, dried fruit, dates, raisins, uh, things like that that are healthy in other ways as well. So at least you're getting some nutrients out of it. Uh, and then also you're kind of retraining that sweet tooth where you know, you might have thought that a banana was kind of sour and Skittles were sweet. Over time, the banana will be sweet and the Skittles will be overly sweet. That's kind of where we want to be. And uh, if fruit is what you end up craving, go ahead and eat the fruit. That's what I say. So that's kind of the basic retraining modification thing we're doing here. But to give you some short-term things is... uh Artificial sweeteners. I know there's also a lot of controversy around artificial sweeteners, but in my opinion, research doesn't really show that they're harmful in any way, except in very, very large dosages. And uh, frankly, humans do not take very large doses of artificial sweeteners. It's very, very small dosages. So they can be a great diet hack for somebody who likes sweets a lot and needs some kind of substitute. Someone who drinks Coca-Cola all day, if they replace that with Diet Coke or Coke Zero would instantly be eliminating, you know, 500 to 3000 calories a week, just in sodas, and it tastes essentially the same, or at least you can get used to it. They are a great thing for dieting. I will say for some, they can make you crave more sweet things because you're having them so often, there's no limit. So if you have three diet sodas a day, you're going to be craving soda all the time. And then, uh, kind of you're reversing this retraining you're trying to do. So you are reaching for sweet things sometimes then. Uh, so you got to be careful with that, with the amount that you're taking in, I think, mainly for the psychological part of it, not really for health-wise, but uh, you might need to dial it back in those cases. But in other instances, it's a great, great substitute and alternative to sugar intake and keeping you on track. It's pretty much a win-win all the way around. Um, another short-term thing you can do is to swap carbs and fat. This is essentially uh, just 
making up calories later in the day if you do end up having sugar and falling prey to that. So I think a big mistake a lot of people make is falling for that craving, right? Maybe you have a slice of cake and then you punish yourself because you had that cake, you, you know, in your mind are thinking, I'm off the diet, I cheated, might as well just have a full cheat day and you go crazy. Pizza for dinner, more sodas, lots of sugar, things like that, you end up overeating. So instead, just make up for it later in the day. It's just simple math. Gram of carbs has four calories, gram of fat has nine. So just, this is just a simple uh, example, but if you end up eating 50 grams of carbs more than you're supposed to that day, maybe that's 200 calories, just divide that 50 by about two and you'll get, you know, about 20, 25 grams of fat uh, that you need to eliminate through leaner protein sources, maybe uh, less oil in your cooking, things like that. It's really easy to just drop fat from your day without much of which really affecting what you're going to cook or anything. It's just as simple as moving from hamburgers to chicken or uh, it's, you know, not using cooking oil and using the spray instead, things, things like that. So basically you're just realizing that's all right, moving on, time to make up the difference. And another long-term one for you guys is that uh, you need to decide if you thrive with moderation or with elimination. Some people are really good at moderation, behaving themselves and just including little bits here and there to satisfy cravings. If that's you, good. You know, some people can just say, we'll just have half a serving of a dessert or something and that'll satisfy the craving, move on and you're good to go. You didn't throw off your diet, you hit your craving and you can move forward. For others, that will spiral people that are a little bit more addictive and just kind of need to go cold turkey. So if that's you, you might just need to practice the first thing I talked about, retrain yourself a little bit and eliminate sugar altogether. It's important to know which person you are. I'm a bit more of the moderation type person where I can include just a little bit here and there, but there's certain things that I can't do that with in, uh, you know, subcategories like brownies, definitely not moderation with them. So I just shouldn't have brownies made all the time sitting in the house or I'll eat them all. Things like that. So you need to know, kind of look within your own psychology and see what you would thrive in. The next thing is um, to, we will go to this one here. It is to phase your diet plan properly. And I'll kind of end things here, I think. Um, This is really listening to your body. And I didn't want to title this one that because that's just sounds a little woo woo. But what it really is, is that if you're craving sugar and food all the time, you might just need some kind of diet break, or you might just be your body telling you it's hungry, right? It might just be hunger. So if you spend most of the year dieting, and you've been dieting for a really long time, seemingly with no begin date, it just goes back forever, might be a good idea to Uh, take some time, go to maintenance calories, focus on muscle gain, get calories higher, feed your body, fuel it, and those cravings will go down significantly. You get the cravings when your calories are pretty low, I find. So short diets, most of the year in maintenance or calorie surplus, that's the way to go. And then throw in the diets here and there when you're ready and have the willpower. 
this is kind of a longer term thing as well. You have to learn how to work with, uh, you know, your body, your phases of your life, your training and work diets in properly. That's something I can help you with if you're interested. Stoltfit.com slash contact for coaching and things like that. And uh, we can go from there. But I think that if you're structuring your overall diets in an appropriate way, you're all the while retraining your taste buds in your body to crave sugar less and crave different things. And then you're implementing these little things like artificial sweeteners, you know, swapping carbs and fat, and then just realizing if you need to eliminate sugar altogether to beat those cravings or have some in moderation, you're in a great place and you have tons of tools in your tool belt to go at it. You have a battle plan and really the biggest thing is realizing that sugar cravings aren't going to beat you and you can still continue to make progress and hit your goals. And that's it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Triple F Podcast. I've got to run, so I'll end it here. You can refer to kind of a longer version of this episode online at soulsfit.com slash blog, the written version, for more details on the things I talked about today. Thank you very much for listening. Talk to you guys next time. Thank you.